tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Cordially invites you to a party to end all parties. The craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on lights because I don't want to see. April Fool. Welcome to my home and lifestyles of the rich and undeserving. Wrong one. Join eight privileged guests who are just dying to have fun. The bridal suite? You like it? The ladies. I find a use for it. The gentlemen. We, we, we did on the first date. The young. Well, basically, I possess a, an essential lack of seriousness. And the restless. You are such a jerk. Everyone is having such a good time. It's scary. Something wrong? Radio is blasting. Someone's knocking at the door. I've seen so many things. Ah! I never oh, saw oh. But the one is, I don't want to see no more. Ah! April Fool's Day. Get ready to party till you drop. Rated R starts Thursday, March 27th at a theater near you. So it's April Fool's Day. 2016. What? <laughs> yep. <April> Since when? <laughs> and uh, we, 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 I think it, 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 since VHS Gems fell down on April Fool's Day, I just had to do it. We had to watch April Fool's Day. <laughs> it's appropriate. It's a good thing it was like in our um, year range as well. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it just worked out perfect it really did because like i was just flipping through the tv channels we actually orchestrated this whole thing we've made up this podcast just so we could get to this moment well it worked out perfectly because uh yeah it was even like stars suspense is playing it like in marathon stop yeah (laughs) it's april fool's day hey did you guys know have you seen this movie (laughs) We uh we have the rights to play this movie, so we're playing it. Boom. <laughs> uh, so, did either one of you watch this movie before? Yes. No. Nope. <laughs> yes and no. Okay. <laughs> Very typical answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. What? How is it that you you watched this movie, Chris? Before? Um, I think I was made to watch it before by somebody. Either you or a previous girlfriend. So okay, so I I didn't know if it was one that we watched because when we used to do those Sunday Sunday nights at the college watching movies or not, right? And I could have sworn think one that of us it did was. it, but, because I know I've watched it in more recent history, but right, it's uh, it was definitely one of my we might have watched it like kid. at the house, maybe that... doing basically the same thing, just we were too lazy to, to drive to out to the college. <laughs> Um, and I think probably this is, uh, to me, this is one of the first, like, slasher movies that I ever watched that wasn't, like, uh, like a, like a, uh, like a Jason movie, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, a, like, it's like a whodunit, like, you're trying to figure out right. who the slasher is, whereas in it's very Friday much 13th yeah. movies, and, Clue meets. Yes. So probably one of the reasons why I like this movie so much. <laughs> yeah. Probably your obsession with Clue. It's a great movie, but my God. <laughs> hey, don't jump to my list, okay? 
<laughs> First of all, Clue can't be on your list because that movie is way definitely too way too popular. <laughs> we can't get there yet. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so this is a 1986 movie Yes, called April Fool's Day. Apparently in 2008, they made a direct-to-DVD remake of this movie. What? Yes. I knew they redid Valentine's Day. <laughs> Wait, I... I didn't know that they remade this movie. They apparently did. Holy I, Jesus, I heard... we need to find this now. Right? We need to pause the podcast, <laughs> find this other movie, watch and it. watch that as well so we can talk about them both. Wait. Just like we did with Fright Night. According to IMDb, this is an, it was not a remake. Well, It's unrelated. Well, that's funny because in the the on Wikipedia it says a straight to DVD remake was released in March two thousand eight. Though it retains the original concept, the story and characters are radically altered and con- and contemporized. Contemporized. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> can, can, they're all contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we definitely have to watch it now just right? to find yeah. out if it is or is not a remake. All right. Put this on hold. Pause the podcast. Stop the presses. Uh, because we also, like, transcribe all of our podcasts oh, true. on yeah, newspaper. There's print. someone in the corner just typing everything we have. Hi, Mary. Yes, it, it helps me for when I have to go back and edit. And Beth D. Necromancer. That's right. She helps out with her uh, necromancing. Her dark gift. <laughs> Uh, well, I, well, I think I don't think we're going to stop right now to do that, but we will have to go back at some point and, and, and tell these people what we thought. Disappointed. <laughs> uh, now it says it's uh, directed by Fred Walton. Now, ah, yes, of the Waltons. Of the Waltons, yes. <laughs> Good night, John boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I believe it's of uh, Sam Walton, the guy who owns, or the family that owns all the Walmarts and Sam's Clubs. Oh, even better. (laughs) No, I don't know if that's true at all. (laughs) Uh, It says that he's directed, uh, see, it's about 16 credits, most of them TV movies. Sweet. (laughs) So, April Fool's Day was in 1986, Alfred Hitchcock presents one he did one episode of that in 1985 when a stranger calls the original in 1979 Ooh. uh murder in paradise tv movie 1990 uh when a stranger calls back the tv movie 1993 <laughs> dead air in 1994 stefford husbands in 1996 those are all Ooh. tv movies he did an episode of miami vice and an episode of miami vice sweet oh yeah there it is uh well there you go you know he's got the the Don Johnson on his side there. that's right um I don't yeah does I I I don't think I've ever I've seen any of those other things that uh I've never even seen the original When a Stranger Calls I think I've seen parts of the remake either. yeah I've, I don't think I've seen the remake <laughs> I haven't seen any of any of them so. For those who don't know what this movie is about, it's a, a group of nine college students staying at a friend's remote island mansion begin to fall victim to an unseen murderer over the April Fool's Day weekend. Yes. So it would be just like this weekend. It's a series of unfortunate events. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't know the big twist ending and don't want to know, you might want to 
Step away from this podcast now and go watch it. Spoilers. But this movie has what been out for exactly 30 years. Well, oh my God. Not exactly. It came out in, uh, well, yeah, March. Yeah, March 28th. It should be exactly 30 years. <laughs> um, so the writer is Danilo Bach, D A N I L O. Shows nine credits for writing. Sweet. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop story. April Fool's Day written by Beverly Hills Cop 2 characters. Someone to watch over me. Uncredited Beverly Hills Cop the video game characters. (laughs) What? There was a video game? I assumed that there was a... Holy hell. That's in 1990, so it was probably an NES game that just... Oh my You know how they just made movies into video games that looked nothing like the video game. Well, I need to track this motherfucker down. (laughs) There's uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3 characters. Escape Claws TV movie in 1996. 14 Hours... TV and then see April Fool's Day, two thousand eight early screenplay story story yeah so wow. he's uh I, I think that's more proof well that's pretty neat yep that IMDb might be wrong <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is you know IMDb and Wikipedia is just filled out by whoever yeah so, true <laughs> uh and I, so. Any of these actors, did you had you recognized them from other things? Because I recognized a few of them. Biff. None. Biff, yes. So one Archie, uh, he says his name a few times. Cummings? Archie Cummings in the movie is played by Tom Thomas F. Wilson, most recognizable as Biff Tanner from the Back to the Future series. Um, also, Freaks and Geeks, if you ever watch that. And What? Yeah, he's the coach. He's, he's the coach for the high school. What? Yeah, the I don't gym remember teacher. that at all. No, I don't think you really I, watched it all that well. I watched that whole thing just like six months ago. Well, you need to go back and rewatch Apparently, it because he's the coach. That's amazing. He ends up dating uh, Martin Starr's mom in that show, too. Oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the plot. <laughs> I don't remember him being that character. I don't know who I remember being that character. But not Biff. Well, it's him. He's much like older, but and... he's not rich and owning casinos. No, <laughs> that's the alternate timeline. That's the darkest timeline. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so there's him. Uh, Chaz also uh, the the very Which artsy one? fartsy director oh. type oh. in the movie. Uh, I have seen him in plenty of other things. He's done a lot of uh, TV characters. One most notably was Good vs. Evil was a TV show where he was... Basically, there's like this government agency that fights demons and stuff. That sounds awesome. It, it wasn't a bad show, but it just it was done weird, so I don't think it, it got a lot of people behind it. Uh, he was That's also in Just One of the Guys, which is a, yeah. a very 80s movie. <gasps> He's the guy that she falls in love with when she's impersonating a dude. Can that be my... Oh, okay. Can that be no. one of yours? <laughs> I haven't finished watching it. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was also in Human Centipede 3. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, good stuff there. Um, that one actually looked like the most interesting one because I... they just are like, fuck it. <laughs> this is just a joke. 
Well, isn't the thing about those like sequels that they, someone in the movie is always watching the original? I have no or, idea. Or like, watching the one that came before it because it's all very meta I, I about think, the whole thing? I think that one, they did that because they were like a warden of a prison or something was like i watched this movie i got this great idea for taking care of all these goddamn prisoners that's it right uh let's see he's also in episodes of justified burn notice castle dollhouse the mentalist er just fat pew, pew. <laughs> bones weeds uh jake 2.0 Crossing so Jordan, Angel. He's very much a uh, jumping around TV show kind of guy. <laughs> Character actor. His most recent work is going to be I Was a Teenage War Skunk. Sweet. War Skunk? Where Skunk. Oh, Where Skunk. Oh, God. It will <laughs> scare the smell out of you. <laughs> yes. Tagline. I love that tagline. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, there's uh, such such great taglines. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I've noticed him as a bit actor in a lot of things for a very long time. And I look at his credits. He's been working, like, nonstop since 1982. So, just uh, all kinds of different things. Sweet. Um, the girl. The main... Okay, so, I don't know who you'd call the main girl. I guess Muffy would kind of be the main girl in the right. movie. Yeah. Uh, Kit, though... She goes on to do a couple of things. I remember her from Howie Mandel's Walk Like a Man. Do you remember that movie? Where that Howie Mandel so was a, familiar. He was a baby that was uh, a, kind of abandoned by his family and raised by wolves. And then basically this this act, the actress that plays Kit, she is a uh, nature scientist. The, the one that ha- that lives all the way to the end. Oh, okay. The, yeah. The, the, Spoilers. Yeah, well, I told him already. It's true. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> she plays like a nature scientist, like doing observations on the tracking of wolf clans and stuff like that. And then she finds that there's this dude living with the wolves and he acts like them. And then she figures out that he's Bobo, part of that family that that had their missing son for a very long time. I can't decide if this sounds more like Baby's Day Off or... <laughs> Uh, Schwepman's tribe, or whatever the hell that movie was. Krippendorf's tribe. Krippendorf's tribe. That's right. <laughs> it's like neither of those movies. Well, those movies are delightful. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel, and I know you like Howie Mandel. I do like Howie so, Mandel. <laughs> so, yeah, we Bobby. Should, you, should, you should definitely give that one and that show a try. Or that movie to try. Uh, she was also in a movie called Feds. Oh my. Yeah, I remember. Cause she, and it's all about her and this other lady. Is it about Feds? Trying to become FBI agents. Like they, oh. They're going through the the Quantico FBI Academy. And, and I think they're supposed to be like one of the first women to do it. So it's, it's, it's all about them being women and, and overcoming the man's... So it's the source material for Quantico. Yes, except for they, they're not the first to do it. Uh, Amy Steele, that's her name. Um, Just so, sounds like a porn star. <laughs> because there's so many dudes named Steele? Probably. <laughs> uh, she's also done a lot of TV series, um, which makes sense. I know that uh, a lot of these... Uh, 80s, 90s actors are all going to do around the same things. 
Uh, she was in A Team, Family Ties, Chips, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Um, and that was all before April Fool's Day. Uh, Walk Like a Man was the next movie she did after April Fool's Day. Uh, Jake and the Fat Man, Father Downey Mysteries, Quantum Leap, Whatever <laughs> Happened to Baby Jane, China Beach, uh, Time Tracks. I haven't heard about that. Viper. I haven't heard about those shows wow. in forever. Fucking Viper. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, you want to make a whole TV show around Dodge Viper car? Yes. Sure, why not? <laughs> why wouldn't I want to make a whole TV show about that? We've already got the fucking <laughs> Kit... Knight Rider? Yeah. We're going to make our own version. The show's not called Trans Am. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be awesome if it was? Uh, so that's Amy Steele. I recognized her. Um, a Night Wolf. A Night Wolf. And then the other guy I recognized was uh, the guy who played Skip. Her cousin. Muffy's cousin. Oh okay. And I looked I looked look by looking him up, I've never seen him in anything before. Any of these other <laughs> things. I've never seen any of these oh, except for Wrath. I have seen that movie. The Rat the Wraith. There it is. Oh <laughs> With Charlie Sheen? With Charlie Sheen. Sweet. About the guy who dies and comes back as a car. Yes. <laughs> My car. <laughs> that and, I and, had. In that movie he plays Augie. So I guess that's the other movie that I had seen him in. That movie's uh, awesome. Ghoulies go to college. We talked about ghoulies. Oh, we oh, did talk about ghoulies. I want to see that. I want to see every single one. <laughs> Especially the going si- to college. The sincerity yes. in her face it's, when she says that. Uh, she I wish you people could see it. Absolutely. <laughs> being honest. 100%. Very quick off of the bat of the, of, the, of the the movie, you have... People playing practical jokes on each other because it's April Fool's Day. Yes. Yeah. One one trick seems to have gone wrong, and uh, in a poor ferryman's uh, sk- what what's first mate, you know, pays for it with his face. Yeah. <laughs> they set up the, the the fact that the ferryman often crashes his uh his boat into yep. the dock. They yeah. also set up that the the first mate is very good at. Throwing the rope around the, the hook or whatever it is yeah, that, the, that you tie off to on the on the dock. Yeah, uh, but that's from that's from the deck of the boat. It's true. He decides after the prank goes wrong or the prank goes right, I guess. Yeah, that uh, the the one bunch of people jump gets, into the water, yeah, he's, including he's one him. Of the people that jumps in water and they're close to the dock, so he's like, "Oh, I'll just throw the rope over onto the." <laughs> I'm in the water. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm staying here. <laughs> and uh, as as the, he gets there, he, he can't quite get it to hook around, and blammo, his face <laughs> gets crushed by the boat and the and the fear in the pier. It's true. <laughs> his eyes just hanging out. <laughs> so that very much sets up the the whole. Oh, well, the do ferryman. Do I take it out or do I leave it in? <laughs> The ferryman and the, uh, the the first mate and the sheriff all have to leave. Or the constable, I'm sorry. Well, no, the constable doesn't leave until later. Well, so he leaves like, the ferryman like a couple and minutes the... right after them. Okay, fair enough. But, but yes, that's... They it, take it, it, the it constable's sets... boat. Right. And then the constable's like, well, I need a boat now. Cause... So I'm going to take your guys' boat, the, the people that are there. Yeah. Or Muffy's boat. Right. 
and so thus you don't you don't have any way of getting off this island except for the ferry that they left. That's what I was thinking too when we were watching. It's like the big ferry's there. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's a giant boat, so they're like, oh, we can't drive that. Look at that dude who's been driving it forever. He's crashing into all these docks. Yeah, but still crash into the other docks. Yeah, it still means you get away. It's true. <laughs> I don't know why they really need a ferry. That doesn't seem that far. It didn't seem that far. But then again, it was enough for... It was like a five-minute ferry ride. No, that's just movie time, though. I, I mean, Nikki was, was... It was on there long enough for Nikki to decide she wants to sunbathe on the deck. That just happened. <laughs> that could have been two minutes. Yeah. You would have been fine with it, huh? Uh, well, I mean... It happened like ten seconds on the boat. Well, she's, she's just uh, stripping. Well, Muffy... Muffy Buffy <laughs> at one point says, you know, if the tides are up... It could take them all day to to get from the mainland to this island. Still don't understand that. So <laughs> pretty sure it's just a lake. It's apparently not just a lake. It's I don't not a lake house. <laughs> uh, Looks like a lake to me. There's land on all sides. <laughs> the location probably was on a lake, but they didn't hide the fact that it was a lake. That's true. There you go. <laughs> um but so then, right off, then Buffy starts throwing them a dinner party, you know. But Skip is acting all distraught because he had a hand in getting the man's face crushed. Yeah. So he's the first one to die. Yeah. Like well, a jerk. Like, like the jerk <laughs> that he is. They didn't have any ethnic people, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> this was very much very white, <laughs> very mm. upper class. Yep. Uh, I mean, they literally talk about how much money this family has. It's true. Just uh, a, every five minutes in the beginning of the movie. Just a bunch of well-off, good-looking white folk. <laughs> They're all having sex with each other. And, and of course, in the end, they, none of them actually died. So there you go. You know it's very white people. <laughs> and, and listen to all these white names. Harvey, Clara... Muffy, Buffy, Nikki, Buck, Skip, Nan, Nan. Chaz, Kit, Arch. Nan is the most white one out of all of them. I don't know. I think uh, Arch is pretty white. Fair enough. (laughs) Arch and Nan. They don't even belong in this century. (laughs) I've never heard anybody called Nan. I mean, like, you're talking about your Nana. Right? (laughs) Uh... Well, there you go with that. Um, some of the trivia for this sh- <laughs> awesome movie. <laughs> it is a fantastic movie. The movie's storyline has often been likened to Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians, they, a.k.a. And Then There Were None. They even say, yeah. right off the bat, how Agatha Christie... Love you. Yes, your weekend. The, yes, that's right. Yeah. The goddamn dinner party portion <laughs> i feel like this is one of those cult movies that you could probably find like whole websites of people just like picking apart little tiny things oh yeah and, oh, theories and, and whole theories and <laughs> stuff. oh today i i saw a goddamn article on one of the websites that i go to about this movie this particular yeah movie. i was like holy shit what was it? Do you remember the website? Uh, I believe it was it was one of the Gawker websites, so either like Kotaku or io9. Probably io9. Yeah. I uh, think it was specifically talking about the the whole like music box pop-up thing, <laughs> though. It was like, this is the most fucked up part of this whole movie. <laughs> 
They really do know how to make the anticipation with that stupid pop up box. Yeah, they do. Stupid music. Jack in the boxes. Yes, Who made that's those? what they're called. <laughs> yeah. You mean that the, the restaurant the is rest- from. <laughs> Those that actually came from somewhere. <laughs> I had one almost exactly like that when I was a child too. The one with the jester, or the one with the weird alien creature. Well, no, mine had a crazy clown in it. Uh, see, it's like who decided that was a good toy for children? I have no it idea. Just, it plays nice music until all of a sudden something jumps out at you and tries to kill you. It's true. <laughs> uh, due those- to filming. Due to the film being light on violence, it received frequent airings on late night television, where it gained a large cult following. That's probably where I watched it. It's probably one of the USA Up All Night movies. <laughs> oh, those beheadings being light and violent. Yeah, but it's all like, it's all after the true. fact, yeah. and then you oh, find yeah. out it's all makeup anyway, yeah, so it's not real. That's true, I guess. Uh, part of the 1980s cycle of slasher films with titles and subjects based around commemorative dates and events that got made after the box office success of 1978's Halloween. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, the movies include the film's sequels Prom Night, Graduation Day, My Bloody Valentine, For Valentine's Day, The Spoof. Wow. Uh, and they've oh, remade all um, of those. Oh, and The Spoof, Saturday the 14th. Saturday the 14th. I remember that movie. That's hilarious. The Slumber Party Massacre. I don't know what day that's supposed to be commemorating uh friday the 13th and its sequels in april april fool's day it just got away from them there with I think, slumber party i think they were just like hey let's throw in slumber party. remember this movie <laughs> fuck it another it horror movie utilized the same title around 22 years later with 2008's april fool's day oh this is probably it's this unrelated yeah. picture was not a remake but was also a slasher movie unlike the 1986 film which Underplayed the gore off screen. The 2008 film was more in the tradition of the visual gore, gory slasher pick that this film evoked and spoofed. Well, then. Of course it was. How could it have more gore? It was 2008. Well, yeah, but the whole point is that nobody is actually dying. How can you have more gore if no one dies? Easily. Okay. A bunch of ketchup packets. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You have more special effects. The film's French title was Weekend of Terror, while in Germany, rele- in Germany, release was titled The Horror Party. The Horror Party? No, horror. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think my title is more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine Muffy just at the end of the movie yelling, Horror Party! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay. I want to watch that version now. <laughs> Uh, the name of the literary work that Muffy St. John, Deborah Foreman, quoted from was James Boswell's Life of Samuel Johnson. So that, at the, they're talking about the at the dinner scene, yeah. right after Nan gets up and makes gives, this <laughs> awesome speech. And then they're all like, yeah, her speech was kind of garbage. Like, <laughs> we don't, you make a better one. We don't really know you, so we're going to... Talk to Muffy over here. <laughs> you probably had an abortion or something, like a slut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they do play it off. It comes way. up later. It comes up often. <laughs> um, one of the two mid 1980s murders about the house comedy, murder about the house comedies made by the Paramount Pictures Studio, the other picture in the board game spoof. Clue. Clue. <laughs> yes. 
1985. Wow, oh, Paramount so. was just like, you know what we did with Clue? They fucking struck <laughs> gold with Clue. Goddamn Clue made them a fuck ton of money. So they were like, hmm, let's make a horror version of it. <laughs> Uh, debut produced screenplay of writer Daniel Bach, Danilo Bach. Uh, the picture was entirely shot in Canada's British Columbia with predominantly American actors. Uh, the movie's producer, Frank Mancuso Jr., had acted in various pr- producing capacities on four Friday the 13th pictures of whose film studio on them was the same Paramount Pictures for this film. Yes. Um, been for the... Yeah, there was a lot of words in there that were not necessary. <laughs> a novelization of this film written by Jeff Rovin was first published in 1986. A novelization of this film. Hmm. We needed a novelization <laughs> needed of this. all those extra parts yeah. to be explained exactly. in more detail. Yes. Like... It's- the whole Nikki talking to Muffy about, I know that we've shared a lot of dudes, but, <laughs> but Chaz is going to be all mine, please. Yeah. That'll be backstory. Yeah. Don't fuck this one, too. <laughs> and then obviously Nan with whatever happened with the preppy boys. <laughs> Probably a gang rape from the sounds of it. And Very then an abortion so. afterwards. An abortion. Oh, theories. And then, uh, you know, obviously a ferryman who really wanted to be in the movies, but just felt like he never had the good looks to do it it's true there's gonna be a whole back if there's not a whole backstory he never did a bunch of acting (laughs) he's got that fucking scooby-doo ferryman thing down though (laughs) he's very much so i was expecting him to rip off his face at one point (laughs) it wasn't for you kids you know for that for that matter i'm pretty sure i recognize him from somewhere too Scooby Doo. Yeah, I just other, told you. Other than Scooby Doo, and he he doesn't get his name is Lloyd Berry. He never gets more credit than a ferryman in the in the movie. Uh, oh, he was most recently in 2008 an episode of Supernatural. Uh, Sweet. He was homeless Harry in Aliens vs Predator Requiem. Badass. <laughs> Twice Upon a Christmas, My Five Wives, The Nest, Scary Movie. He was a homeless man. <laughs> He plays a lot of homeless men and caretakers and gardeners. Uh, He played Noah in Noah in the TV movie in 1998. Oh. So there you got a starring role. Sweet. Police Academy the series, he played old Amish man. (laughs) Highlander the series, he played Harry the Boat Guy. See? So you know him from that because of your Highlander addiction. Hey, he was in Jumanji. (laughs) What? He played Bum. Badass. Bum. I loved Bum. (laughs) Right before you got trampled by those rhinos. (laughs) What? That didn't happen. That probably happened. That probably happened. Uh, Runaway, 1984. Lock Up, 1984. Uh, Yeah. Started off his career in 1963. The Littlest Hobo. He was the stranger. (laughs) Aww. It was the strangler. The strangler, or no straggler? No, it was strangler. What? He was the strangler in the littlest hobo. Yeah, the TV series in 1963. Awesome. That sounds like a golden book. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you have too many strangling in the golden books. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, there could be. 
I just don't remember any. I'm pretty sure all of them are like the littlest random thing. <laughs> random noun. Well, there you go. Uh, a hangsman's rope noose was formed out of the letter P and a dagger out of the letter Y in the film's original April Fool's Day promo title logos. Moreover, a hangman's rope noose was formed out of a ponytail and tail and on hair poster. on the poster. Central female figures meant to be Deborah Foreman, who also held a dagger behind her back. Yes. There you go. Cool. I, I, yeah, I always remember the, the noose and the hair. Yeah. That's the one that I always saw on the cover box when I worked at Blockbuster. Yep. Uh, Clayton Rohner and Deborah Goodrich both appear in Just One of the Guys that came out a year earlier. Oh, my God. So Clayton was the one guy, and Deborah is... Oh, Deborah is Nikki in the movie. In Just One of the Guys, she's Terry's best friend, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Haven't seen this movie. You've never seen Just One of the Guys? I haven't. It's like, Sorority Boys? No, 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 no. She's the man. No, no, no. See, the difference is this is in the 80s. I also haven't seen She's the Man, though, so I don't know why I threw that out. <laughs> Other than because of the obvious theme that it of, shares. Of, of changing genders. Yes. Okay. Uh, the literary classic uh, that one of the college friends was seen reading was John Milton's Paradise Lost. Cool. Yeah, because apparently, you know, there was the one the man she decided this weekend was just going to be all about studying. It's true. That is until she was reminded that she had an abortion. It's, yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> happened. It threw off her a week. I wonder after they fake killed her, then if they're like, she's like, "Hey, can I like use the rest of this time to like to study, or do I have to just sit here and be quiet?" <laughs> she she was probably still too pissed off that they brought up her abortion. It's true. By the time they have the party to reveal that it's all a bit of a bit of a fake thing, she's still pissed. She is still very way, much incensed. All the way up until the very end of the movie, where she fake kills Muffy with the <laughs> blade and the. What are those things called that you use the the like get gunk out of babies' ears and noses and stuff? Oh, a plunger, yeah, right? The... It's like a ball plunger. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Well, I, that's what she uses with the blood in it, and it's coming off the knife. I thought it was just part of the knife. I uh, know it's. It looks like it's taped on there. Ah, fair enough. So, uh, and that's always what I assumed. I always thought that it, that part of the movie was just weird. It's like a weird tack on. <clears throat> I yeah, kind of like... like it. Why? Because it's like this whole time you're watching this movie and then they're like, oh yeah, nobody dies. Everything's cool. And then they're like, oh fuck, but is it? Slice this bitch's throat. Ha! And she'd be the one because she's really pissed off yeah, about the exactly. whole thing. So. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh no, April Fool's. I'm over it. <laughs> I did want Muffy to die at that moment. Just, be, just to have some... A real death. Yeah, to have a real, you know, that's true. You know, you you have a real genuine scare there at the end, and it's true. You know, it's you think there's going to be a real death, but then there's not. Would have been a very good twist, (laughs) but they didn't do it. Uh, I imagine this movie inspired M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Is that what you imagine? Yes. He was like, that was a great twist. And then... Thus his career started. You guys fucked it up. (laughs) So I'm going to make movies with great twists. And then later I will fuck them up. (laughs) Actress Deborah Foreman utilizes Sherry Lee-like features and facial expressions according to all movie. 
Oh. oh. I don't know. Like, I, I understand a lot of those words. Not in that order, though. Like, I don't know what any of that stuff meant. All movie. All movie, okay. <laughs> the film's lead cast featured two actresses who were first named Deborah, Deborah Goodrich and Deborah Foreman. That's oh my good trivia God. right there. What? <laughs> two actresses are named Deborah. <laughs> uh, there is a director trademark in this movie. Director Fred Walton puts ticking in a lot of his movies. It's a, it's a trademark of his. Oh. The ticking that... sound of a large grandfather clock can't possibly be like a common trope no in movies especially suspense movies yeah where you're trying you have to remember that you know things are happening and time needs to be slowed down for suspenseful reasons definitely a director trademark so this one of the spoiler trivia uh things about this movie is the body count is zero yeah (laughs) sweet uh, the film originally had a much larger, much longer, and more twisted ending in the original script. After Muffy reveals the whole weekend was set up, the guests leave except for Rob, Kit, Chaz, and Nikki, who sneak back to the house. So almost all of them to prank Muffy for revenge. However, when they return, Skip cracks and attempts to kill Muffy in a rage of jealousy. <laughs> Rob jumps in and saves Muffy, killing Skip in the process. This ending actually was filmed, but didn't make final cut as the studio opted for a more upbeat conclusion. The ending is identical to how the book plays out. What? So, try and put this together again. I didn't quite understand. Skip, who is actually her twin brother... Right. ...has a mental... Breakdown. Breakdown. Tries to kill her. Over the same weekend... Right. ...and then tries to kill Muffy... Yes, because they were gonna actually play, like they were they were gonna play jokes on her, but then he breaks down and wants. So then Rob, who was the dude that didn't make it into medical or isn't gonna go to medical school, right, jumps in and saves Muffy, killing Skip in the process. Yep, he's like, "Don't do it, stab, <laughs> stab, dead, or something." And, and then probably that will probably set up for sequels. So like, probably because maybe Skip isn't actually dead, or Ooh. you know they turn around to see where the the knifed body and the what knife body and the body's not there, but I, the knife is. I could see that still in the same place though. <laughs> uh, the film had an additional alternate ending scripted at one point. I don't know why it's on here again. Sweet. In that ending, Muffy is left to believe that she is alone on the island. Skip bursts out of a closet and cuts Muffy's throat. She (laughs) screams only to have the rest of the characters thought to be gone enter the room laughing. They pranked her back. So kind (laughs) of like what Nan does. Yeah. But just more of just one person instead of everybody. Hmm. Uh, There are two references to Friday the 13th Part 2, which Amy Steele starred in. A cat scares Skip before he dies, just as it happens to Alice in Friday the 13th Part 2. And Arch gets hung upside down in a rope, just like Scott in Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh-huh. Hmm. The cat thing is, once again, another trope of uh, yeah. scary movies, so I can't really give you that. But uh, being hung upside down, I guess it just kind of happens in the woods when you're walking around in wooded areas. It's true. If anything, I would say that's a throwback to Star Wars. Okay, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> there were movies before Star Wars, you know that, right? Uh, you're a liar. <laughs> All the characters are killed off screen, thus pro- providing clues to the audience that they are they did not actually die. 
that leaves me with one thing is Chaz. So what's her face? Nikki comes walking back into the room and Chaz has got his hand over his private parts, over right. his penis, and he's just he's sitting there really, really still. Yes. And yeah. and then she moves his hands and there's blood in his, his penis because he's been stabbed there. Or, uh, some, or, or cut just, off. Or cut it off. It's been cut off. There ain't a bob it on And him. she yeah. freaks out. How is it that, I mean, he doesn't move at that point if he's not actually dead? Because he's playing. Yeah, but I mean, come on. You've The, the character that he is throughout this whole movie, you mean to tell me he's going to sit there and be like, ah, not gonna, not gonna ruin this for anybody. It's too good of a prank. <laughs> it's too good of oh, I don't know. He has to wait until the camera cuts away. So then, basically, whoever it is that told him about the it's all being a prank was in the closet right there because he then comes that person then comes out of the closet and tells Nikki also because they got to set up the room right. so that it's the two of them are all bloodied up all over the bed uh-huh. yes. for Kit to find later. Yes. Okay. I, I still Although that doesn't explain the dolls in the attic. Why doesn't that explain the dolls in the attic? It's it, just... Muff, Muffy just set up dolls in the attic. It's just more like... Yeah, yeah, but that was like... She didn't have time to do that oh, but after. So, but I think I think once everybody... Once you get killed off, you end up starting to help Muffy. Because there's definitely one point when... I, I think that point when... When Chaz and Nikki get killed, mm-hmm. uh, the person that comes out of the closet, you see his feet and legs, and it looks like Skip's clothing. Okay. So, if, if at anything, Skip is at least helping. Uh, right. Helping her. But then you also know that uh, the sheriff, or the constable, which is played by Muffy's yeah. uncle... Is also helping because he said he found Archie hanging upside down and he had crapped himself. Right, they're all helping her. I get that. So, but there's... it's literally like concurrent that the dolls are set up and those two are killed and arranged in that way. You know, that, that could have just been what she had planned. But how could she have planned that? So well, the plan to kill those it. two off. I don't buy it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm guessing she had she had the idea that Kit and Rob were going to be the last two not to die. Plot hole. Except for I think I think the the whole like she ended up having to kill Nan early because of what happened with the the with accidentally the bringing up the abortion. Thing. Yeah, that's why she was like, like dead suddenly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like out of nowhere dead, as whereas everybody else is kind of, you're following them around, and then all of a sudden they get killed. Yeah. So she's just kind of like, oh, shit. Okay, look, this whole thing is uh, just a prank this just whole weekend. Just going to throw you in a Every, well. So you're just going to have to die now. So we're going to make up a body, a fake body, because the guy, the, the, the first mate guy that got his face crushed was a uh, makeup artist and right. stuntman. Uh, <laughs> she apparently has, she has enough money to do all this stuff. Uh, I mean, which they say over and over that her father has a lot of money. It's true. Uh, and he made up uh, bodies based off of pictures that uh, she had of that them. Muffy had sent him of her friends. So, like you do, you know, you have pictures. You send them yeah, to makeup see. artists. Yeah. I do that all the time. Uh, In the eighties, when it's super easy and convenient to you know develop photos. 
Yeah, I mean, you, I have my own black room, don't you? Your dark yes, room, of course. It's called? It is yeah. a dark room. <laughs> Not a black room. Uh, Racist. <laughs> the ending and final scene in Muffy's room were filmed three or four months after the principal filming ended, which explains the different hairstyles of Deborah Foreman and Leah Penzant, whom appear in the scene. I always, wondered, I always wondered why Nan had this slick back hair, like like as if she just got out of the pool in that scene. I figured she mm, yeah. was just being very tactical. Slick back is more tactical. Yeah. I mean, she had on that black clothing, so she was being more ninja-like. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want all that hair in your face when you're going for a stealthy kill. <laughs> it just gets in the way. As Buffy stabs the sliding door that Kit runs through, you can briefly see a playful smile on her face. Subtle, subtle sh- foreshadowing to the fact that all the horror has been a hoax. Foreshadowing of fucking two seconds? Two seconds later, <laughs> yes. Uh, Deborah, For- Deborah Foreman played dual roles in this film. She played both Buffy St. John and Muffy St. John. Both of her characters is the first name rhymed. The character rhyme. literally plays two characters. Yes, it's, it's one character <laughs> who has... Decided to take on a second name? I mean, it's that, not really... That is not a real... Yeah, yeah. she's, she's not, not really sh- playing two characters. She just made up that. Made up Buffy. <laughs> oh my god, suddenly, I have a twin. <laughs> His name is Chris, with a K. With a K. There you go. It was it was confusing growing up, but when they wanted one of us, we both just showed up anyway, so it's it was true. good enough. Uh... This movie is 80 minute, 89 minutes long, so ah, you damn don't really it. have to wait too long. Why wasn't it 86 minutes? That would have been better. Because it was made in 1886? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or they should have released it in 89. <laughs> well, you know, they, they didn't want to sit on the gold. Poor planning. They didn't want to sit on the gold. They could have cut three minutes <laughs> from somewhere. So in a weekend or a week when uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a very hot button topic of whether or not to trust it or not trust it um with uh you know the success or not success of batman v superman however you want to see it uh, it's a success it's a financial it success should not be it's a critical failure but it's a financial success which is the important one yeah no matter what that movie was gonna make an obscene amount of money which it has and it's going to continue to it's unfortunate there's nothing to go up against it this weekend. Yeah. Not one movie. We should just all go watch Deadpool 20 times. <laughs> just knock that bitch out. Uh, so, But on the tomato meter, it is at 33% for no. critics. Oh 47% uh, for audience. What's wrong with these people? I have no idea. This Do they is a not delightful like fun? film. <laughs> right? <laughs> so interesting and unique. Didn't you guys get it? <laughs> they all it was, live. It was clearly over their heads. <laughs> clearly, it just means that they're they're Marvel fans, and they obviously <laughs> have a bias. Uh, yes. Oh wait, what are we talking about? Now? Wait. Uh, uh, so Tim Brayton uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, July eighth, so two thousand five. You're gonna say Tim Burton? No, Tim Brayton. <laughs> this is probably just Tim Burton, though. It might be. His one-word uh, review of this movie is stupid. Oh. That's all he said about the movie. Yeah, that's probably Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there wasn't any uh, crazy kooky dudes with scissors for hands. So, sure. 
Uh, let's see. Dustin Putman says in 2005, I've seen this film before as an episode of The Golden Girls. I don't remember that episode, <laughs> but now I need to look it up. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's a you know episode where they go and do a murder mystery weekend or something like that. See, by the bell had one of those. As did Boy Meets World, and As, it was fantastic. See, there you go, Jennifer Love Pfefferman. <laughs> Jennifer, that was because at that time she was dating. Uh, I know it was amazing. And they did that movie together. They did Trojan War. <laughs> I'm getting different people, let's say, that the, that are not saying what you think they said. Uh-oh. Like, um, Tim Brayton loved the film on my page. <laughs> and, uh, really? And Dustin Putman oh, also... Actually, I did read the wrong way. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Tim Brayton said... Um, a little blurb says one of the savviest examples of slasher, of slasher film self commentary in existence, beating Scream by a ten, by a cool ten years and a half. There you go, nice. And he made that review on April first, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Whereas I was reading for Stefan Berger Stephenson. Who said stupid? Well, that's a fucking fake name. <laughs> right? Get out of here. Stefan Stephenson. I don't know anything. Stefan. And then, uh, yeah, it was actually Nick Shager who said, I've seen this film before as an episode of Golden Girls. Yeah. Whereas Dustin Putman said, even today it holds up as a spooky, flirty entertainment doing justice to the folly and mirth of this of its namesake holiday. Mirth. Sweet. He used Merv in his review. Hunt correctly. <laughs> Good the job. Good job. I applaud you, <laughs> Justin Putman. The video editions for this home uh, for its home video premiere in 1980s. It was released to both video cassette and laserdisc. Sweet. It has since been released to DVD three separate occasions. The first edition was made available in 2002. It was included as one of the films on a triple feature disc that also included Tales from the Dark Side of the Movie, Stephen King's uh, and Stephen King's Graveyard Shift in August 2007. Eight months later, in March 2008, it was offered a double feature with My, My Bloody Valentine. The double feature disc is the only format in which the film is currently available, and none of the editions have included any special features. Boo. <laughs> We demand deleted scenes. Right, and the alternate ending that yes. was filmed. Box office. April Fool's Day was filmed in British Columbia, Canada with an estimated budget of $5 million. Holy wow. shit. That's <laughs> a lot lower than I thought. <laughs> That's a lot higher than I thought. Uh, the film was released in the U.S. on 1,200 screens and earned $3.3 million in its opening weekend. Sweet. <laughs> they made more than half of their money back That's on their true. opening on weekend. On their opening weekend. So, you know, after that, you know, they have... What is it they say? It's 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 your budget plus half is what usually what they do for for marketing. Sure. Half of what your budget like is. Like how you much they for... want to make. No, it's um, how much they do on the marketing of, of a movie. It's half of the budget. Something like that. Oh, sure. yeah, so, so a lot you, of it has to do. So you would you would add on another two twenty five, or two point five million to the five million, and that's how much they need to make to just break even. 
Fair enough. Okay. I'm sure they have by now. Oh, by now? Like, being a cult favorite like this, I would imagine so. I mean, if you want to buy the DVD on, on Amazon, it's three, it's 36 bucks. Jeez. Right? Uh, let's see what we have for reviews. Yes, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> you only like it when they say something like, bad packaging because there's one every time <laughs> every single time sometimes that's the only one that's uh, true well there are there are quite a few uh one star reviews on this uh let's see awful awfully lame by ram jeremy oh, Ron neanderthal jeremy. oh r-h-a-m i guess that would be oh yeah that would be from <laughs> rum awesome Ron jeremy okay uh, this is the only review you need to read. Don't watch this movie. It wasn't scary at all. Stupid story with stupid actors and so much dead air with hardly any actual horror. I thought this used. Uh, I thought this used, or I bought this used without seeing it, and was very disappointed. You'd be very better off. You'd be way better off checking out any of the Sleepaway Camp movies if you like eighties slash. What? But this movie is in no way. Compared to Sleepaway Camp, it it is so (laughs) lame. That's what he puts a lot of O's on that. You are so so lame, Rom. (laughs) Well, uh... you're not a space knight. Get out of here. (laughs) Please don't waste my time. Gift card recipient. That's who wrote this review. (laughs) (laughs) This movie totally sucked. The popcorn I was eating was more fascinating. It was stupid with a bunch of sex jokes. Blink-182 could top in a day. This is horror. Wow. This is horror? Horribly bad attempt at uh, trying to be funny and scary at the same time. You just didn't get it. It was above (laughs) your head. You can admit it. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, he was a gift card recipient. We'll only judge you in words that you can't understand anyway. so. (laughs) So don't worry. Uh, I you thought know, that was the only flattering part. I, I didn't. <laughs> it means you're weak will. <laughs> uh, but let's check out some five star reviews. Sweet. So we have. Um, Package arrived right on time. <laughs> Kimberly Ray, an ending like no other. Uh, this is in my top three fave horror movies ever. I have watched this movie a booming 200 times and can never get tired of it. That's the perfect mix of humor and horror all in one. And an awesome and surprising ending that you don't see coming. Every 80s horror lover should own this one. So I feel like with this movie... I can't really disagree with her. <laughs> but I feel like this movie is like... like I mean, I like it. And 200 times it seems... It seems excessive. Excessive. <laughs> Uh, well, she's, she's loved 200 April Fool's. She, she kept... That count, apparently. Oh, she, it's, a, it's on slash marks on the side of her Sweet. wall. Sweet. That's the only acceptable answer. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you liked it, Chris. I did. Angela? It was a good movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like it's it's a horror movie if you don't really watch horror movies. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I watch horror movies. I love April Fool's Day. And the other people who actually watch horror movies are like, yeah, that's... That's a comedy, not a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean it's it's suspenseful, and I think yeah. that's that's where you get it. But it's exactly. I, I don't think 
I don't think that it can really be put in there with other horror movies of the 80s. Horror slasher movies. Fair enough. Because one, you really don't see any gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And It yeah. does belong more like in the 50s or 60s. <laughs> the way that it's very much so. done. Um, it's very much like a Hitchcock horror it's more of a thinker. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I would I mean if it, if it would have, it would have been a little bit more in the the cluey side like not not the movie clue but like like actual clues the right. who the killer was and stuff like that it would be a little bit more Hitchcockian. Hitchcockian. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> the original classic Micah J. Wilson. This is an older horror film that you can't put too much description in without ruining it. A group of friends go to the rich friends island Retreat for a weekend break. The bodies part start piling up, but no one knows who was behind it. Vicious twist at the end lets you know that this was not an old 80s horror movie. My 18-year-old daughter prefers this one to the remake. Fair enough. Okay. She's cool. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the Yeah, the we remake, haven't. Yeah, but... exactly. Uh, the best 80s horror film. A great 80s horror... Uh, great 80s classic. It has been in the path of the... Of, it has been the path for other horror movies like it, but this one takes the cake. It is funny, scary, and suspenseful. It's a great whodunit movie, and each person is singled out. The movie comes to a great, suspense, surprising ending. The movies will this movie will really keep you at the edge of your seat. So it just sounds like a lot of people like the fact that it was suspenseful and that it has a, yeah. a different mm-hmm. ending that you don't really see coming. Yeah, um, appropriate. Very appropriate. I mean, in 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 a, in in a day and age when a lot of movies are just redone and done over again, when you see something that's actually kind of original, where basically no one actually died, it was all just a big <laughs> prank. You kind of have to find that a little bit original and uh, interesting. I would imagine it's true. Uh, what else can you say about this movie? It's like I said, it's one of my favorites as, was as a kid. Um, Basically, because of the weird ending. <laughs> yeah. I think I think even it was more suspenseful that nobody did die because I was expecting you know something to happen like yeah at least one person to yeah at the end like just somebody goes crazy and starts like you know says oh you actually are gonna die like like Muffy was actually to say oh you guys are gonna die right now or maybe actually you know like at the very end she you see like a uh, she comes back to her room and she actually has a. Uh, medical bracelet that says Buffy on it or something like that and there actually was a Buffy or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, no, there wasn't anything like that And but it sounds like the one ending was trying to be that way with uh, Skip coming back to kill her and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend this to someone? Yeah. I think yes. it, yeah, it deserves a watch. <laughs> and in the, the day and age in remakes, would you, would you, would you tell them... I mean, Though we haven't watched the 2008 remake, would you try and remake this again? No. No, I think it's good. Yeah, the way it is, it still holds up. It yeah, doesn't really have really a lot don't. of 80s like uh, pop culture references or anything like that. You do that are just too cheesy, and there's no c- CGI that's just like, oh, that's horrible to look at. Mm-hmm. It's all like practical, like movie, like movie horror effects. Yeah, so so, like... so very good. Um, Keep it as. A... Keep it as it is. Uh, you heard it here, folks. What are some of the movies that you were? Okay, so what are the three movies you're suggesting to put on your list, Chris? Oh my god, I have a I have a long list. So well, you I almost have, need to you, randomize my only list supposed to pick so that three. we can get three to put on the list. Holy crap! 
<laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to have to go down the list because I'm almost positive that you're going to veto <laughs> movies <laughs> for bullshit reasons. <laughs> if, if I veto them, it's not bullshit reasons. They're, they're, it is, like, though. They're real reasons. No. All right, so I have Problem Child. Okay. I'll save the sequel for later. Okay. Encino Man. Encino, you can't do Encino Man. See, bullshit reasons. <laughs> I didn't even give a reason yet. Exactly. That's way too well known. No, it's not. Holly Shore, Brendan Fraser, Ash- Sean Astin, yes it is. No, it's not. <laughs> if I said, like, In the Army Now or goddamn uh, Stepson... What was that movie? Son-in-law? Son-in-law, that's right. <laughs> then I could agree with you. I don't think that many people really know Encino Man. Everybody knows Encino we Man. We know Encino Man. <laughs> okay, go Do on. Do you know Encino Man? <laughs> no. See? <laughs> but... <laughs> she also didn't know Batteries Not Included. Fair. Neither did a lot of other people. We did Batteries Not Included. I know! <laughs> you just... You just went for my, like, that was a, a point for me. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Uh, like I said, bullshit reasons that you're going to veto. Oh, whatever. Felix the Cat. I've never the seen movie. that, so there you go. Sweet. <laughs> Happily Ever After. The animated movie? Yes. Okay. Felix the Cat is also animated. All right. It's, it's, a, it's a grim, dark sequel to Snow White. And the seven dwarves. Is it really grim and dark? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Felix the Cat, Happily Ever After. And Problem Child. And Problem Child. There you go, there's three. <laughs> <laughs> Angela. Alright, well, you guys already know what I'm picking from one of them. Um, just one of the guys. Just one of the guys? Yes. Sweet. Um, I also have... Um, that's like Aaron's, Aaron Berrigan's like favorite movie, too, from the 80s. So oh, yeah? You're definitely going to want to watch that I, one when we come around to that. I was enjoying it. I've only seen like half of the movie. <laughs> so I need to see the rest of what happens. Um, my second one is Adventures in Dinosaur City. Yes. Which, which looks very entertaining. Oh, my I've God. That's it. one of my favorite movies ever. One of Chris's favorite movies ever. Apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. And then um, my third one is The Wizard, which yes. a lot of people know. Also but a great movie. I've with, never seen. With Fred Savage? Yes. yes. <laughs> also, well, me and, and Jenny Lewis, but I, I know she, she's not that well known, but I know her from Rilo Kylie, which is an indie band. I, okay, well, those are things I did not know. Yeah, those are things. I've <laughs> <laughs> literally had this conversation before on the podcast. On the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, uh, my three movies were going to be... Um, were going to be? Or are going to be, I don't know. My three My three choices are, uh, uh, what was it? Midnight Madness... Way too well known. Million dollar <laughs> mystery. Absolutely way too well known. <laughs> and rad. Ah oh, man, you just can't have rad. Why? Because we can't have rad. What, what is it? I've about? already said rad way too many times. <laughs> Unacceptable. Well, you know what? Tough. We're doing that. Um, now, we had two people answer us on our Facebook page when I put, asked them what movie should we do. Sweet. 
uh, John and Matthew have gone crazy. <laughs> is that a movie? I've never heard no, of no, it no. before. These are two of our <laughs> listeners. Oh, okay. So we have John has suggested a movie that we talked about earlier in this podcast, The Wraith. Yes. Starring Charlie Sheen and filmed yes. in Arizona. <laughs> I think we could definitely put that one in there. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, Jesus. Oh. The Secret of Nim. Yes. Legend. Oh. Yes. Oh. Scrooged. <laughs> I think Scrooge is way too, yeah. too well known. Secret of Nim probably is too. Yeah. Uh, I would I would teeter on Legend. I mean, that's like one of Tom yeah. Cruise's first movies. Uh the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the Eighth Dimension. Oh man, Monster Squad! God damn it, Monster <laughs> Squad! <laughs> I love Monster Squad. That's I know movie. you do. Uh, Night of the Creeps. I don't even know what that is. My goodness, uh, the Blob. Uh, and he says he could go on and on. Isn't I'm the assuming blob the Blob like sixty-eight. Well, yeah. There, well, there's a few of them. There's there is an '80s remake. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we have Matthew Malner, Malmer, <laughs> who says. UHF. Yes. Big, oh my god, I love that movie. Big Trouble Little China. That's also an awesome movie, but, but way, way too, too well known. known. <laughs> the Wraith again. Yes. The so, Wraith is on there for I, sure. The, the Wraith is... You know what? I actually have a VH co- VHS copy up in my do. room right now. <laughs> yes. Just no, v, no VCR to play it on. Yes. Oh, we can find one. <laughs> Kickboxer. I love Kickboxer. I mean, that's kind of well known. Yeah, it's one of Van Damme's first movies. PCU. I don't know. If, I I feel like that's really well known, but that's that's one of my favorites. It's like Jeremy Piven, David Spade, and uh, John Favreau were all in that movie. What? Yeah, I want to see it just because of that. <laughs> uh, my Science Project, which that one, I always get confused with another. I don't, I don't weird know what's, science? Not weird science. My my little monster? Not my little monster. My science little project, monsters? I don't know if that's the one with the, the kid who who builds an atomic bomb. What? Like, because his stepdad, who is John Lithgow, works at a nuclear <laughs> what? weapons depot. I don't remember if that's that one or it's the other one, but we'll have to look that up. That one where the kid, like, hacks the FBI and then gets taken away. That's war games. That's not war games. It's a smaller child. That's hackers. He's literally like six. Fuck you and <laughs> bringing up that movie. Hate you so much. Hackers is a good movie. It's a terrible I'm, movie. It's a good fucking movie. It's a bad movie and you should feel bad. And you are. You do feel bad. I do feel bad <laughs> watching that movie. Explorers. Uh, which we do need a, to watch that. We, you, you need to watch that. I haven't seen it's it. It's a movie that you would. It's definitely up your alley. Uh, Monster Squad once again. Ah, Goddamn Monster Squad. <laughs> Dragon Slayer and Dragon Kroll. Dragon Slayer is amazing. <laughs> I will never, yes. ever, ever watch Kroll again. Too bad. If we're not watching Kroll, I want to look it up now. No, oh my God, it's I will amazing. never watch Kroll. He has again a bladed boomerang thingy. Thingy. <laughs> it's amazing. No, it's veto. It is never happening. A male Xena warrior princess in space. <laughs> No, That's all you need to know. I will not watch it. <laughs> Ron Burgundy does not eat cat poop. Oh my god, the Giver! I just thought of the right Giver. now. It's going on my Mark Hamill's the Giver. Yes, okay, absolutely. Uh, Shit, what were those movies again? Because I thought of another one and I can't remember what it is now. Of those two, Dragon Slayer and Kroll. Nope, go back a little further. Monster Squad, Explorers, My Science Project, PCU, Big Box, Kickboxer. The Wraith, Big Trouble, Little China, UHF. 
shit. Well, it's gone now. That's unfortunate. It's probably a good John one. also wanted us to know that uh, we talked about in uh, our last PHS uh, gym, batteries not included. Yes. Uh, you guys mentioned Corvette Summer. That was the movie Mark Hamill did right after Star Wars: A New Hope. It was. It's also when he crashed and got oh, the yeah. facial scars you see he has in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. <clears throat> so thank you, John, for that information and uh, you know keeping us honest. Well, that is the end to another VHS gem. Woo! Right now, as of right now, of those movies that we named, I don't think we have. We have made a choice of what, what it we is. Haven't. We'll have to uh, put the list down, pick three from the from the met, the large list that uh... the wraith is definitely on. There. Okay, so <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> so is Monster Squad. <laughs> so we need a third one. I don't know. I think they Monster both Squad... picked both of those. Yeah, but they Monster Squad is pretty. There. I think it's pretty no, well it's known. Not. Okay, well there you go. Hey, I was giving you an out. I know. <laughs> I can't take it, though. So they both put that one down, so that means those both make it on there. We yes. need at least, we're going to have to make one more, and right. we'll find out what that will be, and then we'll pick our one out of the 12. Yes. For next week. It will be posted before we uh, we end up watching it, and uh, you can all watch it, too, and then mm-hmm. come right along with us. Yes. Uh, but this has been, you know, I, I don't think we need, or, do you want to go through your your... Twitter names and well, she changed hers. You did yeah, change hers. Doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> it doesn't it, make sense anymore. It does actually because "flor" means flower in Spanish. I mean, it, true, but now it's not flower wreath tails. Now it's floor wreath tails, which just sounds like I don't know. <laughs> and stop. Uh, and April Fools. <laughs> Well, there you go. You can uh, reach Angela on Twitter at Flora Reef Tales. See? <laughs> Chris at Wizard, W-W-W-Y-Z-R-D. Yes. And uh, myself at, at Agent underscore of the underscore bat. <laughs> and at Geek Elite Radio, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook, geekeliteradio.com is our website. <laughs> Until next time, this has been VHS Gems on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to... Geek out. I think I remembered. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.